Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of what we now officially have named uh, Between Two Birds, uh, uh, the official podcast of the r slash Cardinals subreddit. Um, before we get started, just want to quickly uh, have a moment of silence uh, for Tyler Skaggs, a pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels, uh, unfortunately passed away today, actually, the day we're recording, July 1st. So we're just going to have a quick moment of silence for Tyler Skaggs before we move on uh, in remembrance of his life. All right. Uh, thanks for indulging us with that. Uh, I am, of course, Naim Sadiq. You might know me better as Kuhan Luke, one of the moderators of r slash Cardinals. Joining me, as always, is my faithful co-host, who did turn out to be a racist last week, I guess, but we're fine. It's fine. We're all good. It's uh, it's Return of the Hack. How's it going, Hack? I'm doing good. We're going to try Back to be off. less racist this week. Yeah, yeah. I think we're, we're fine. We're fine. Look, we're I'm brown. Look. It's cool. It's it's here's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be it's gonna be a roller coaster every week to figure out if I'm a racist or not. Last week wasn't looking too hot. This week yeah, we're gonna we, try to be up. We're gonna be trying to be on the up and up. Do we start back over every week? The racist watch starts. It's just, we've we've now gone zero weeks without a racist comment. Now yeah, we're gonna have to. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what we're gonna do. Uh, sure. Okay. That's uh, <laughs> that's fine. I guess. Uh, yes. So uh, we had a. Not great week of Cardinals baseball. I think we're going to finally have a real short episode because we don't want to talk about what happened this week. Our <laughs> um, predictions sucked. Look, I, I don't know whether to say I was closer or you were closer because I predicted three wins and two losses and you predicted four wins and one loss. And there were four wins and one loss. It's just that the one loss was the other team and the four wins were the other teams. Correct. <laughs> we, we're not baseball experts. <laughs> well, okay. Let, I mean, let's be fair. I think three and two was reasonable. Maybe a little bit optimistic, but um, you know, a four-game losing streak—you you can't always predict that. That's just bad. It's kind of predictable. Was it a five-game losing streak? Did we lose the last game of the last series too? I don't know. I, I used the sidebar on this, and you guys have already switched. We changed. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, we did. We we did lose to the Angels. Oh, oh boy, that was the the. Tyler Skaggs start. Rest in peace, Tyler. Um, uh, but yes, so we lost five games in a row uh, and then finally won the last game against the Padres. I was telling you before the show that if we had lost all five games, I would have just been talking about the Indiana Pacers all day. Just like, all right. Or maybe the Blues. Maybe we could talk about the Blues. They signed some players too. Like things happened in other sports. Um, nah, but we can just ignore it. So. <laughs> baseball was upsetting this week. Um so uh, we played the Oakland Athletics first. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, the other losses, all the other stuff we talked about in previous weeks, there was stuff to discuss. These were just, it was mostly just embarrassing. Um, I wouldn't even go like, okay, okay, that's probably a good word for it, but my word was just painful. <laughs> yeah. It's just um, bad. It's just not, and it wasn't, and I know that everybody's gonna give Mike Schilt a lot of uh, ha, how, I, how you'd say a lot of shit um, for a lot it. Of Schilt, hey. A lot of Schilt um, for it, but they honestly never played awful. Like they they weren't like shooting themselves in the foot. They just never played good. Yeah, or even okay. Like they just played bad. Um. And, 
we'll we'll we I guess we'll talk a little bit about the Schilt rant. Um, I'll save that until after the series. We'll talk about this series and then we'll do the Mike Schilt rant. I want we we considered talking about it like dropping it into last week's episode. Um, but I wanted to wait a little bit <laughs> yeah. just to like have a little bit of distance from it. And especially uh, after finally getting a win in that stretch, because it was just a stretch of bad baseball. Um, although, and, and again, uh, the Cardinals somehow with a 13 and 13 record in the month of June have the best record in the month of June of any NL Central team. No other team in the National League Central in June was a 500 team besides the St. Louis Cardinals, which is just like, it's not a bad division. Like, <laughs> there's some good teams in this division. It's just a really bad month for all of them. And that's, yeah, I, I think that's the thing right now is like, we can't say that, oh, like all, all this has happened while the Cubs are being super good or anything. And it's not, it's, it's the whole division is sucking right now. And so there's kind of getting a little lucky. Yeah. Um, Cause like, yeah, the, the Cubs just today lost like 18 to five. Uh, the Brewers, I think did beat the, the Reds, but it, um, it's not been, it's not been great baseball played by any team. And, and the, you know, the Pirates and the Reds who are both not good also with sub 500 records in the month. So it's, it's, it's been rough, and I think everyone wants to turn it around to the All-Star break, uh, which is coming up very soon next week. Uh, we're going to have to decide what we're going to do next week <laughs> with, with very little baseball. Um, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about Reddit. Anyway, so the first game against the Oakland A's uh, was a Jack Flaherty start, and I don't know, maybe Jack Flaherty was still thinking about all the base running opportunities he screwed up. Um, because, but he was doing pretty well, uh, until the fifth inning in which he gave up six runs. Uh, and that turned out to be the insurmountable hip mountain right. that the Cardinals got. Cause it was, it was three to one actually after the second inning and then six more runs flared to give up in the sixth in the fifth, no more runs given up after that. And only one run given up before that, just a really bad fifth inning. And, uh, the Cardinals were not able to overcome that. Um, like I said, Last week, the A's are a good team. You know, you, you can't really be upset about, especially in a two-game series. Like, two-game series are, are different. A, a two-game sweep isn't doesn't feel as bad to me as a three-game sweep. Um, but uh, it is uh, it is not not the not the result you want. No, and the the thing that I've been running through, kind of as you've started the recap here, is looking at the errors and everything. Uh, and the one thing I noticed about this game kind of right off the bat was they didn't get out hit. Both teams had 10 hits and it was just true. The A's just kind of put it together a little bit better. Uh, The A's also had three home runs, right? All uh, two of which were in that fifth inning and one in the, the only run before that in the second inning, which was off Matt with Matt Olson's bat. Um, I don't even know who chat. I like the A's. The A's are, are my second team. I haven't been following them as much this year. I think I said that last week. Uh, I don't know who Chad Pinder is. <laughs> like he's apparently been with the team for like four years. And I like vaguely recall his name. That sounds like an Oakland day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, I think, I think that game in and of itself is, it's almost like a microcosm of the rest of it. It's not, it's not that they're sitting there and they can't feel, they can't run. And I mean, in in a way, I, I understand everybody's frustrated with the offense, but in a way, like they hit, they had 10 hits. 
Yeah. They're just scattered. And so it kind of sucked. Um, they couldn't get the big hit when it mattered and all that. So I think that that's a very good example that kind of defines the stretch where they, you know, lost, you know, five straight. Now between that second inning in which they scored three runs and the next two games, they scored one run in that stretch, which was really bad. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah I, obviously you can't win if you don't score runs the next game. Uh, also, just depressing because Adam Wainwright started that game. And as you were saying last week, um, you know, Wainwright gets on the mound and you don't think he should be a guy that you're confident in, but he is. And he went out and he threw six and two thirds inning, gave up two runs, nine strikeouts, one walk. Um, both those runs came off of solo home runs. So it wasn't even that he like was missing a lot over the plate. It was just two pitches that, and I think one of them even was a good pitch that just got smashed right I, I don't remember exactly but i think matt chapman who's a good hitter just happened to smash a good pitch off of adam wainwright in the seventh inning right um but the cardinal scored zero runs yep and that and i think that's and, another that's one where you could actually sit there and say like okay you d- didn't actually i mean five hits that's different that's a different story that's five hits normally you're getting one run maybe right. two unless you're hitting right. home runs so but again, yeah. no errors. Like it didn't feel sloppy. Right. No, and, and, like and that's the thing, right? And, and and that's the thing that that people have been saying. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think Mazay like said anything, but I know this is what people have been saying about the offseason. Um, and uh, a Schilt mentioned as well. Um, and so we'll talk a little bit about the Schilt rant here. Like at the end of last season, the Cardinals had good pitching and solid hitting but maybe needed another bat and they you know also had bad defense and bad base running so what did they do they fixed the defense and the base running and then the pitching and the hitting disappeared <laughs> like what are you supposed to do with that but like, they but they also got the bat that everybody and they got the bat they got the so. bat and the hitting disappeared like you know and and yes maybe it was a little foolish to to bank everything on paul goldschmidt and maybe it was a little foolish to get in the five-year extension um but because he's going to decline but this isn't a decline right this is this is a massive drop-off and there's no reason that paul goldschmidt should be this bad a year after being an mvp candidate so Um, i i i would just go ahead and out myself if it wasn't obvious already in in the sub uh i'm a big goldschmidt homer um and I will defend Paul Goldschmidt. Well, and obviously, your your second team is the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? Right. Like, so <laughs> I, I I under and I I and understand I'm, and why I, people are frustrated. And, and, and you know, and 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 I'm frustrated, and you're frustrated. But it's not that Paul Goldschmidt's going to suck forever. He'll he's going to turn it around. If not this year, then next year. Maybe he'll have just a bad season. But like, it there's no there's nobody nobody could have expected that Paul Goldschmidt would be this bad through June this year. Like, yes, he's slow to start sometimes, but like this is just, you know, it's it's just same with same with Carpenter, right? The Carpenter extension, okay, maybe it was a bad idea, but the dude hit 35, 37 home runs last year or whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't think he's going to fall off that quickly, that immediately. So, here's my kind of when when people start talking about how oh Goldschmidt's just another bust Goldschmidt's this Goldschmidt's that uh, this is the same thing that happens in the uh, in the Arizona sports media when Goldschmidt would have a slow start 
And I understand now we're, we've gotten past slow start. We've got we're, we've right. gotten to slow first half of the season, uh, which is which is longer than it has been in his career. And there's very clear stats and projections to show that you know this is the biggest dip he's ever had. The thing is, and I I can tell you when I see the pitch, I can't tell you what exactly is going on. I'm not some hitting guru. I'm not pitching ninja or anything like that. But there's a pitch that he can't get to. And last year, at, at a certain point, he started getting to that pitch. And that's that up and in, that, that middle-end fastball, or that you know, middle-end fastball or belt-high belt high fastball that his swing just has a little bit of a hole in. When he gets to that pitch, that's when he's hitting stuff in a big Mac land. But he's got to get to that pitch. Um, the problem is how long it's going to take him to adjust back to that and, or how long it's going to take to fix that. Now, Paul Goldschmidt has kind of always hit his weight, you know, so to speak, uh, or not hit his weight, but has been uh, ready for the pun, like worth his weight in gold. Um, he's always been right there. So I'm not really worried about him or the contract. Like you said, it may not be this year and maybe it's next year. I personally think that we're going to come out of the all-star break and you're going to see vintage Goldie. Um, but the big thing is that everybody in the Arizona sports media always freaks out. Goldschmidt's, you know, over the hill. What are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it just clicks and it turns around. Um, and what I think is happening is this is just a bigger microscope than the Arizona sports media. So it's just happened faster. It's happened quicker and it's happened on a larger scale where more and more people are noticing it. Um, that's just my one, you know, one guy's opinion. Yeah, no, and and I agree. I think I think you know, it's it's definitely gonna something's gonna click in the second half of the season. Um, sometimes that's just what you need. That, that it's not really a fresh start, but it's kind of a fresh start. Uh, I think Carpenter the same way. Like Matt Carpenter, by the way, I said thirty five or thirty seven, and it was thirty six home runs last year, which is yeah. uh, of course the one number I didn't say in that range. Um, but yes, I you know like both those guys. Like I agree, they're going to decline. I agree. They're on the wrong side of 30, but to, to completely drop off the map a year after both of them were MVP contenders. Like that's just, that just doesn't make any sense. And nobody could have seen that coming. Like, you know, people are calling for John Mazalak's head. People are calling for Mike Schilt's head. And maybe there are mistakes that Schilt is making. And there, you know, we can definitely point to mistakes that John Mazalak has made, but I don't think either of those are necessarily mistakes. I think the Carpenter thing wasn't specifically to keep him, you know, to because he's going to be the middle of the order bat forever, I think, or I guess leadoff hitter. Um, I think it was because, okay, this is a guy who's given us his all. Let's sign him to the end of his career. Like, you know, he's got maybe four or five years left in him. Sign him for those three years, maybe go year to year after that if he doesn't retire. Like, he is going to be a career cardinal, um, and that's it. And Goldschmidt... If you're thinking even further than that on Carpenter, you could say, well, we need someone to be the bridge to an Edmund or a Gorman and you know, Carpenter well, is giving us all, we need, we need, us all. We, need someone to be, we need someone to be a bridge to Gorman. And that could be Edmund. Like there's, there's plenty of guys you, you can get a stopgap third baseman. Um, you know, it could that, be Jerko. Like it, it didn't need to be Carpenter. Saying. That's what I'm saying though, is I think that's kind of what they said is like, this guy's been here forever. Yeah. Let's give, let's give him a shot to be the bridge. But then again, also he had 36 home runs last year. Like he was really yeah. good last year. Um, you know, in a year where the balls weren't as juiced and people didn't have 30 home runs before the break. Like, he was he was really good last year. And for him to fall off this immediately, this soon, is super-duper weird. 
Um, and, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see a return to form for Matt mm-hmm. Carpenter and for, for Paul Goldschmidt. Um, you know, and, and people have been calling for Carpenter's head and Schilt's head and Carpenter did, he's been benched for the last three or four games, you know, for Tommy Edmund and, and Edmund has been hitting. Although again, it's one of those things where yes, Edmund is kind of a hot bat, but like, I, I don't, there's no way he maintains any sort of production. It was the same thing with, um, Matt Wieters earlier this year when Matt Wieters was a hot bat for like 40 at bats. It's like, we'll get him starts over Yachty. It's like, yeah, but he doesn't bring that much production over Yachty. He's just been kind of good for two weeks, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. And then and then Yadi got injured and he had to start for 10 days. And look at that. He's not very good. And we'll talk about um, Matt Wieters a little bit later because he was very good in the moment that it counted. But still, like, it's, you know, he's fine. He's a perfectly serviceable backup catcher to Yadi and a guy who can start in a pinch if Yadi gets injured for 10 days. But he's not a guy who you want, you know, oh, maybe, maybe play him at first base for a couple of games because we need to get his bat in the lineup. Like, that's not... It's not something that I would want to do. Um, so the Mike Schilt rant, uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm sure everyone's read the whole thing. Uh, but, you know, it's 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 tough. He's in a tough position, right? Because, yes, certainly the team has been doing not as well as they should. Although, once again, um, until the uh, this A's series, the team had lost one series in the month of June. Um, which was that Cubs series in which they got swept. It was all series wins and series splits. And yes, maybe they shouldn't have split some of those series, but as we talked about, there was a lot of encouraging things in those games uh, with the Mets and the Marlins in which they clawed back from from deficits and, and they did really well. Um, and he mentions that, right? That uh, they're, came to, they're two and a half games out of first, uh, that they won three series, they split those series, they were down by a lot of runs and brought the winning run to the plate, brought the tying run to the plate. You know, he's not obviously not going to call out Jack Flaherty for being the tying run a couple of times who made outs. But, um, you know, like it's it's definitely a tough situation where the team did a lot of really good things in the month of June and some of those things didn't turn into wins, right? Like Like that Mets game, like that Marlins game, like that Angels game, um, in which the team like got really, really close a bunch of times and just just didn't put together that very last moment. And yes, maybe they shouldn't have been right in that position, but you end up in those positions sometimes. That's just how it goes. You know, that's how baseball happens. Sometimes you win nine to nothing. Sometimes you lose nine to nothing. You know, <laughs> like that's that's just how it goes. Um, uh, so you know, there was there there has been a lot of encouraging baseball in June. It's tough the way he had, to, I mean, obviously he has to defend his guys, right? Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna go in as the manager of the team and be like, yeah, guys, we've sucked. You know, it sucks. Like maybe if it yeah. was May and he'd been doing this, like it's one thing where May really did suck, but June didn't suck that bad. <laughs> like the Cardinals lost some games that maybe they should have won, but June really did not suck. And I think so, for, for me, it's, I think it was just poor timing on where the question came. And I think it was poor timing on when this response came. Yeah. Um, Cause this was cup day. This was cups at Bush stadium. Rolling oh through. yeah, that was yeah. And everybody ran around the first pitch. Yeah. Yeah. And it all ran like the whole questioning came around. Oh, maybe you guys can turn around too. And I think it, the, the question hit Schilt's ear a little weird. It just hit it in the wrong way. And, well, and, where, and, and where again, he almost be, felt like we're in last place. We're not in last place. 
to yeah, like to be fair, like yeah, like maybe you can turn it around. It's like, well, the Blues were a last place in the NHL team. The Cardinals were a two and a half games out of first in their division team. Like right. that's that's really not <laughs> that all the same situation. And, and so that's kind of why I think it's like not only did it kind of hit a weird nerve with Schilt, which is a fair thing for him to be like, yo, this is not the same situation, by the way. Um, and but then also it came at a bad time where everyone was there to see, you know, Baruby and and O'Reilly and Petrangelo and the cup and all this stuff where we did have this great story. And the question, I don't even remember what the question was, but I thought it was something around, you know, oh, did you have Baruby coming in talk to the talk to the team? Maybe give him a inspiration. He's, we don't need inspiration. We're two two and a half games out of first. We're right here. We don't need this rah-rah speech. We just need to get shit back together. Um, and I think a lot of the points in this, if you want to call it a rant, are fair. I, like I said, the, the, during that five-game losing streak, the only game that they had an error was the game they lost 12-2. to That's the yeah. only game they had an error. So the rest of it, they didn't play good. No one's going to say they played, you know, played well or, you know, really hit the cover off the ball and the other team just got lucky. This got outplayed a little bit. So. They didn't they didn't hit well, but they played solid fundamental baseball, which, you know, it, I, if you continue to play solid fundamental baseball, at some point, everything comes together, right? Like, you, you don't want to sell out everything that you know to try to get better now and then, you know, whatever. Like, it's it's something that happened a lot in the Matheny era, um, not not particularly because of Matheny, a little bit because of Mazalak too, as they they sold out, for example, defense for hitting in certain spots because okay, we need the hitters here. We need Alan Craig to be playing right field. We need John Johnny Peralta to be playing shortstop. Um, we need uh, um, Matt Carpenter. I was gonna say Skip Schumacher, but either way, Matt Carpenter be playing second base because they have good bats, right? And I agree, good bats are important. You need to be hitting, and that's what the Cardinals aren't doing right now, and. Right now, what they're doing is, okay, well, our hitting has been good with these same players, and our pitching has been good with most of these same players. So let's add a couple of guys that are like Goldschmidt, who are good hitters and good defenders, and let's also work on the the defense and the base running. And they did that, and they worked on it. Like, it's, it's such a, like, it's just, what do you do? Like, uh, and that's it's what he was saying. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, this team is on paper a good baseball team like everything if you take this exact team from last year um minus ozuna who is injured who isn't injured now well is injured now but isn't you know his shoulder isn't busted like it was last year and who is the best hitter on the team right now um you know and so like take all the guys from last year put them on this year also add paul goldschmidt and also make marcelo zuna not injured that's a really good team um, you know, from the, the guys from the second half of last year. And, and instead, what it is, is not as good of a team. And it just, it's such a, like, I, I'm sure, you know, and I'm sure it touched a nerve with Schilt that he's sitting there like, what the fuck am I, like, I'm sure he sat there at night, like, pouring over the stats, like, what the fuck am I what supposed to do? Yeah. Like, why isn't this, why isn't this working? <laughs> like, everything should be working right now, and nothing's working. Yep. And I, so I, I see his point, and, I kind of agree with them. I kind of think there's not much he can do at this point. Yeah. Um, you can say, let's add a starter. Let's add another bat. Let's sure. add a spark plug. Let's add something. And that's, yeah, maybe, maybe good shake, shake, <laughs> some, shake something up, add somebody in there, you know, see if, see if that helps. And I agree. That's, that's something that sometimes teams do. You get a good team, you shake them up a little bit and everything clicks, you know? 
Um, but and and the thing the thing about Schilt, and, and again bringing up Matheny here, the thing about the thing that Schilt is, brings is uh, he's better in the clubhouse than than Mike Matheny. Like that's really unquestionable. Mike Matheny, from what we could tell, was pretty terrible in the clubhouse. Um, so so Schilt is better in the clubhouse, and that's what what I think he's doing here, right? What would have been nice is after this to have seen the Cardinals win, right? If if after this Schilt rant, the next game the Cardinals came out. And they they beat the uh, the Padres was the next game, right? And yep. honestly, they came out and Michael Walker had a good start, right? Um, but they they didn't the bats still didn't put it together, and that sucks, right? But I I think what this is is Mike Schilt coming out and saying, look, I have faith in my guys, right? These guys are good players. I have faith in them to not be a 500 team. This is a good team that had a really bad May. Really, if you take that May out, they're still one of the best teams in baseball, right? They just had a really, really bad single month. Um, and and this month was literally average and still the best in the division. Um, it's just that May sucked. Um, but I think that's what he's coming out to say. He's like, look, I got faith in my guys. These are good players. I got faith in them. And, and I think that's what, if not the media needs to hear, because I don't care about the media, and if it's not the fans need to hear, because I don't care about the fans, it's what the team needs to hear. I think, right? Like yeah. that's what that's what's most important. The team needs to hear that the manager has faith in them. And yeah. and again, it would have been nice if they had won the next game and hadn't been destroyed the game after that. But um, I think that's that's what needed to happen for them. Is okay. Like you know, we're playing forty-one forty-one. The manager has faith in us. We need to turn it around for our skipper. And, you know, it'd be nice if they can do that. Yep. Agreed. And I think, you know, if you, if we want to kind of fast forward to that last game, I think. Towards the end <laughs> I, would, of that game, I would very much like to fast forward past the yeah. second game in that series, but I, I do think, want to say Mike, Michael Waka, cause, cause I think somebody in the first, like one of the early comments in the, in the game day thread was like, you know, over under how many innings Michael Waka is going to go. And I came out and said 6.1 and he went seven innings. I thought he was going to go six and a third. He went, I, thought, I figured six and a third is going to give up a couple home runs and get pulled out. He, he did give up a couple home runs, but it was earlier in the game. It was actually one. Actually, they were, they were both in the sixth. Um, so surprising that he actually didn't just go 6.1 because um, that would have been, um, I, uh, I almost got it exactly. But um, I figured, that, yeah, he'll go six and a third, give up a couple home runs, get pulled for a reliever, and that's it. And he went seven innings of three-run baseball, which is, oh, sorry, two runs. He gave up two runs. The last run was... Um, uh, somebody else who I don't remember off the top of my head, but uh, <laughs> uh, was it Gallegos? Probably. But like, that's a good start. Like, again, yeah. same same as the Wainwright start a couple days earlier. Uh, he came out, he gave the team a chance to win, and the team did not score enough runs. Um, and they 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 were up one to nothing in the fourth, but you know, after the two runs given up in the sixth, whatever. Like, if you got to throw a shutout to win, you don't deserve to win, right? And that's one of those things. And it's it just it just. It's so frustrating. We're just going to ignore the Hudson start and move on to that last game. <laughs> so we can even skip all the way to the end of the last game because I think the last few innings are, that's when this team kind of started to th- say, you know, it, it's kind of like if you want to take a uh, a page out of the Blues subreddit uh, handbook is, you know, just win anyways. Yeah, this is... We're not hitting good, but let's fucking win anyway. So like, it doesn't matter. Um, and I think that's a big, I think that was a very big win. I know it's, 
Uh, the Padres are a better team than people give them credit for. It yeah, is I mean, the Padres. Well, they're, 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 I mean, they're just above 500, but they had been on a hot streak. Yep, and- but I think that's I think that's a big win. I think that's a, a win that can get this team going. I, th- I think honestly, even if it's at a bad time, <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, even if it wasn't a good team, it would be a big win. Just any, any win after a five game losing streak, if it's against the Padres or if it's against the Mets, like is a big win, you know, um, it'd be bigger if it was against a division rival. Of course, it'd be bigger if it was against the Cubs or the Brewers who are ahead of us, it, but whatever I'm, I'm, it was a good win. And especially again, is the same thing that I've been talking about was encouraging earlier in this in the in the month which was that they it was a three nothing deficit in the in the right away and they came back to score two runs in the sixth and one run in the eighth and keep them to zero runs after the fifth inning and you know tied the baseball game went into extra innings and 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 picked up a big matt waiters home run his first hit from the right side was it this year yep um uh to win five to three like that's you know, that is very good. Like that's, that's very encouraging. And when you say a bad time, do you mean that there was a day off after that? Or do you, what do you mean by a bad time? Oh, that you could have this kind of spark and then you're going to hit the, hit the all-star, break. the all-star break. Yeah. But the, well, there's, there's a, there's five games before the all or six games before the all-star yeah. break. So it's not, you know, it's not, I, I don't, the, it's, it's not, not like it was time. <laughs> it's it's not like it was like, like when, when Matheny got fired and Schilt came in and it was the, you know, okay, well this here, we're going to do this the day before the all-star break. I might've, I might've waited a day. <laughs> just like, yeah. here we go. Like we're going to start fresh. Here's a new manager to start the second half of the season, but whatever. Yeah. So um, it was, it was, by the way, it was also the 82nd game of the season. So it was actually the first game of the official second, second half, half. Yeah. but technically, you know, the second half really measured at the all-star break, but whatever, like the actual second half, it was a win. So it's nice to sort of do that as well. Okay. Here was the first half. We we played some good baseball <laughs> and we played some bad baseball. Let's start the second half with a win. And that's, I think that's a good time to do that as well. But again, there was an off day and it'd be nice to, okay, we beat the Padres. Now let's go into Seattle and beat the Mariners. But now it's got to wait a day of, okay, well, now can we beat the Mariners? Um, so here are my two big takeaways from that game. The first one uh, is the Tyler O'Neill uh, single. Single, yes. That is what this team kind of needed. Is I'm not up here trying to give us the Matt Weeders, you know, go ahead home run. I'm not up right. here to do that. We need one run. And all we're all I'm gonna do is gonna I'm gonna stay back on this ball, wait on it, and slap again, it in that's, the other that's field, and it's perfect. Fundamental baseball, right? You don't yep. need to go up right here. You need to tie the baseball game just to make sure that you can play more baseball. Especially from a player like Tyler O'Neill, who's kind of seen himself edged out a little bit. He's a three-two outcome guy, right? And yeah, and, and well, not even that. I just mean like out of the roster he's kind of edged that, out of the i mean roster. that too yes um, but yeah but but also he's he's a big he is a three true outcome guy yeah uh and but, one of those outcomes is nowhere near as much he's really a two true outcome guy um but and for yeah, him to come in and just all right i'm just gonna slap this the other way and that that is that that is that was a beautiful piece of hitting i loved it it was obviously it was great that it tied the game but that is what when i watched tyler o'neill I would rather see that a hundred times out of a hundred 
than to see him be two true outcome, three true outcome guy. Um, right. No. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's the same thing of fundamental baseball of like, and, and that's what the Cardinals have been doing all season. Even when they were successful was they weren't hitting a lot of home runs because home runs are not reliable. You, you play small ball, you do whitey ball, you put a player on base, you run the base as well. Um, unless you're Jack Flaherty, in which case you run the bases and hope that they're fine. Um, Sorry, I'm sorry, Jack Flaherty. You're, <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's listening. I was gonna uh, say these past two episodes, you've really given it to Jack Flaherty. Look, it's, it's <laughs> I have it. It's not Jack Flaherty's fault that he has no base base running experience. He's just gotten unlucky. Um, poor Jack Flaherty. Um, but uh, uh, they've been they're running the bases well. They've been playing good defense. The pitchers have the talent, and the hitters have the talent, and they've. And when they were playing well, they were playing good fundamental baseball. They were hitting the ball. They were slapping the ball. They were running the base as well. And that's that's really what you can do. Yeah, you're going to hit some home runs here and there. Um, you know, th- there was the Matt Wieters go-ahead two-run home run in this, in this game. Um, but you need to be able to do all the fundamentals and the home runs when they come, they come. I'm, you know, the balls are juiced, whatever. But <laughs> the home runs when they come, they come. What matters is playing fundamental baseball, is they because they also did. They got nine hits in, in this game, and the Padres lost because they didn't play as fundamental baseball. Because I'm fairly certain it was on that Tyler O'Neill single that they threw the ball away, which allowed Paul Goldschmidt to reach home. <laughs> so so fun, fundamental yeah. baseball won over <laughs> the the error. So my second takeaway, which is a little bit less serious, I don't know if I think it was the, it might've been the seventh or eighth inning. Um, Greg Garcia was up at bat. Um, I don't know if you were watching this game, uh, but the, <laughs> there was a pitch and it was a curveball, and it just kind of stayed high. It didn't really curve. Yeah. And, uh, Greg Garcia, because he's, because he's nope. left-handed, he has to stare into the Cardinals' dugout. And yeah. so he's sitting there, and they cut to the dugout, and it's Jose Martinez, Carlos Martinez, and uh, Munoz. Uh, and they're essentially just going, oh, no, why? they, they kind of had jawed at the umpire, and he kind of stared in. They're looking like, no, 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 we're not talking to you. We want you rung up. We want you rung up. And then they the camera cuts back to Greg Garcia and he cannot keep the smile off his face. He's just, oh, <laughs> these, these guys just, <laughs> and it was one of the funniest interactions. And normally the broadcast is really good at it, like picking that stuff up, but it was one of the times where no one, had, it, it was not even talked about at all. And it was so funny because I went back and watched it like three times because it was literally pitch came in and they cut right to him. And then, like Dex was out there. He's like, no, 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 we're not talking to you. We're not, ta- we're not talking to you, Greg. We're, we're, wait, we were good with you. We were talking to him. <laughs> was, was, was Wong already in the game at this point? I believe so. I might've been an extra innings. Okay. Because Carlos, actually Carlos Martinez was, was already pitching. So yeah, it had to be. Oh yeah. So it had to be ninth, 10th kind of it. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. And it was, it was such a funny interaction. And normally players are really good at no, not smiling it, and not <laughs> reacting, but it was so funny because Greg Garcia was just. It was funny because like the guys you mentioned were like, because uh, oh, I forgot Garcia was still on the team last year. 
I for some for some reason I thought he was a Padre last year too, and this was the second year with the Padres. But okay, because I was like, like I was like, were any of those guys besides Carlos on the team with Garcia? But okay, they were all teammates last year. That yeah. tracks. <laughs> um, it was great. It, it is so funny. Um, yeah. That was the other takeaway. This is at least at least we're we're still making Greg Garcia laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Good guy, Greg Garcia. Yeah. Um, didn't he grab a double play for us too? No, that was Manny Margot. Never mind. Yeah, uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think. I think he struck out. I think I think he struck out swinging, and then I was hoping they'd cut back to him, but yeah, they didn't. Uh, okay. I think. Hey, look at that. That was only like thirty minutes. I think we did really well. We did good. We did better. <laughs> Again, there was a lot to that we didn't want to talk about, but it's fine. It's fine. Um. <laughs> uh. Okay. So. Was there something else we needed to talk about? I feel like there was something else. No, I know we we're going to do really quick preview. We we're going to try to make it oh. as short as possible. Yeah, we are going to do a really quick preview. Uh, but first, I do want to talk about uh, the All Star. Just uh, I'm a quick diatribe about the All Star voting. Uh, I hate the new thing. It makes no sense. It's really stupid. I'm, Nobody I'm likes a, it. I'm, I'm going to mute myself because I, I have no opinion. <laughs> whatever it's it's whatever the, the primary thing it's dumb nobody likes it it's gonna go away next year i'm sure um but nolan gorman is going to the futures game and uh paul de young is going to be the cardinals sole all-star um and that's cool i think that's cool um uh, all i care about is the home run derby on july 8th at 8 p.m eastern t-mobile please sponsor us T-Mobile. Uh, yes, the Cardinals are going to Seattle this week, and they're playing at T-Mobile Park. So, T-Mobile, please sponsors. Um, <laughs> but yes, the uh, um, what was I saying? De, De-, De Young, he is he's a little dropped off in the last month or so, which is you know upsetting. But I'm sure he'll turn it back around, and he still leads the Cardinals in WAR with three. Um, and he has been putting together a mostly very good season, even with the the decline. Uh, and hopefully he picks it back up in the second half as well. Because that's the thing, right? DeYoung's been good for most of this season. And uh, Ozuna, who is still on the DL, has been good for most of this season. All you got to do is have the other two guys who should be really good turn it around. And it's a really good team. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool to see um, Nolan Gorman going to the Futures game. Because that's, uh, that's cool. Um, I think that's it. For what's preview. On. I think that's the first already happened. Uh, honestly, we got like 20 minutes to kill you. Want to do a long ass preview? No, I'm kidding. Let's do a really uh, short preview and then let's do stuff from the sub because that was one of the other things that was kind of yes, I agree. Uh, yeah, so the Cardinals are going to Seattle starting tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, uh, Flaherty, Wainwright, and Waka in those three games. Uh, and our good friend Mike Leake. Yes, Mike Leak is there. Marco Gonzalez is there. I don't know if they're pitching in, in any of these series, but it's Wainwright versus Leak. Oh, it's Wainwright versus Leak? Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Wainwright's faced Leak a zillion times in the past too. <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah the Reds um, days and everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, are there any other former Cardinals on the I don't think there are. So uh, and then Just uh, after that. Yeah. After that, uh from the fifth to the seventh, yeah, they're in San Francisco. No starters announced yet, but uh, depending on when this gets out, I assume it's going to be sometime midweek. Uh, remember, these are West Coast games, and they start super late, except for the getaway games, which both start at 3 o'clock. Um, but it's 9-10, 9-10, 3-10, 9-15, 9-05, 3-05, which is 
super duper late. And then the All-Star game is going to be next, uh, the following week. And also the uh, our baseball trade deadline game, which um, we're going to put the post up on Tuesday here. But oh, yeah. uh, that is that is uh, always <laughs> something that I'm literally, I'm taking a week off and I'm going to be in Colorado all week to to help to run the game basically from uh, from uh, fake plastic Alex's apartment. Nice. So that's going to be so hype, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped about it. Um, Especially now I've got a little bit more added value. I could, I can, I can command a little bit more for, for the sub. <laughs> Cause now you're a moderator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Some people, some people don't like it. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, you know, but uh, deal with it, I guess. <laughs> In reality, this we should during the trade deadline, we should pick certain people out to be guest star. Uh, like, yeah, I know because a cause, episode with it, and then yeah, have, no, for sure. Okay, well, yeah, because because the the uh, the game. If 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 you're listening and you don't know, um, the game is it's it's a trading game that we run on the the baseball subreddit. Um, I sort of kind of invented it. Um, and uh humble brag <laughs> well, I, I didn't really it was this guy gh morello made a made a post like hey we should do this and i was like okay i'll get it started but i don't want to run it and i've been running it for five years since um, yeah. <laughs> uh, um so anyway um we uh yeah we, we trade users from subreddit to subreddit and then the following so that, that's a whole week affair and then the following week they have to pretend to be they have to act as if they're a fan of that team for the whole week and so we're going to get a lot of influx of people in the subreddit. Uh, what's nice is like a lot of people who get traded are, you know, some people disappear. Some people are there for a little while and then go away. But a lot of people that will stick around and they'll they'll be positive contributor to the subreddit. I'm pretty sure Otter Hooligan and Leap Year for Science both we got in this trade deadline last year. Um, I assume because they're still around. Definitely Bucks uh, fan. Uh, pitcher, Bucks fan 100%. Bucks fan is no longer a pirate. I refuse to call him <laughs> pitcher to burn. I, I Bucks fan for I life. Just, I generally just call him Bill, to be honest. Um, but <laughs> don't, uh, don't be doxing people. Come on. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. It, literally, I talked to that dude every single day. <laughs> like we were just talking earlier today about Spider Man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I we got Bucks fan inevitable escape. Um, probably I, I per, pretty. I'm like 99% sure Leap Year for Science is one. I think Ida Hooligan is one too. And there's, there's a like, handful. Yeah, I feel like there's a handful that like were around for like a year and then stopped coming, or maybe a couple years and stopped coming, which I get. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I, I I have a lot of fun with it, even even though it's it can be stressful at times um, to to run it. Um, but uh, if if you are listening and you're new to the subreddit. And you're confused as to why all these new people just showed up and are <laughs> like, or all the old people are like suddenly fans of the Tigers. Uh, that is why. And uh, sure. Um, cool. So, yes. Yeah, so, and, and we'll probably do a little bit of discussion on it in, in the All-Star game Definitely. episode. Uh, anything you want to put out about the Giants series? I don't really have anything. No, I got nothing. Uh, I think Bus is going to at least one of those games, if not so more. Is, so is Stu. Yeah. Um, so. Cool. Well, y'all have <laughs> y'all have y'all y'all kids have fun now. Maybe maybe we'll get them on the show next week to discuss yeah. the, the series. Because yeah. actually, because Bus is a, a a her second team is the Mariners, 
and then she's going at least one of these one or not more if not more of these giants games so maybe we'll try to get her on um the cool. first the first official guest we'll try to get bus on cool uh all right do i do do you have any questions that you got from the sub i don't because i didn't put out questions today so i just i have very few um Go ahead. <clears throat> what kind of bean is best and why is it the green bean um jelly bean Ooh, spin zone there mm, suck it Next question. I don't really have a rebuttal. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't disagree. I have defeated the question. <laughs> ah, singing like wasabi pea or something. But even then, like jelly beans, kind of, kind of crushes that answer. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Um, designer B ask uh, bad bats versus great defense with Wong, Bader, and Yachty. Um, honestly, it's, it's, first of all, uh, Yachty's bat isn't bad. It's not great, but he's hitting 265, which is really pretty average. Um, although he has a 76 LPS plus, which is not good. Uh, Wong also has an 85, Bader has an 85, which are both below average, but not bad. Uh, so it's, it's, that's, that's a tough one. It's tough to have three guys like that. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit more palatable to have two guys like that. Uh, but man, their defense is so good. It's kind of irreplaceable, right? Like, yep. I get that's, that. That's, that's what's, it, it, it's a very difficult question. Um, I, I personally, if I had to pick between the three, if I could only pick two between the three to kind of use your, uh, kind of constraints, I would pick Yachty and Wong <clears throat> because I think. Dexter Fowler does play a, a good enough center field. Um, but in terms of the players at this moment in time, this might be sacrilegious. I might, we might get downloads for this one. Um, <laughs> Bader makes me feel so much more comfortable watching him play center field. And Wong, I think right now is irreplaceable at second base. Which, I, you know, you know, if, I, I, if, if I'm doing like the fuck Mary kill kind of scenario, I, I, I know what you're saying, and I agree with I what you're saying. I have to kill Yachty. I know, I know, what you're saying, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying. I think I could take Edmund at second base and not Wong. I, he made some really good plays in uh, in spring training, you know, and that yeah. kind of stuff carries over. I could probably pallet Edmund over Wong. Uh, not having Yadier and Molina behind the plate just does not feel right. Like it just doesn't it, feel right. I, I, and, I agree. And like he's he's such a like he's such a good field manager. Like you know that that's that's obviously something separate for that doesn't show up on the box score. Um, that that just the way he can call a game, the way and it's also not showing up in the box score with the pitching. But you know, just there's no, just I the agree. way he can lead the team. Like that's the captain, and I don't think. So I guess if I had to lose somebody, it'd be Wong. And he's also the most replaceable, I would say. Um, I 10,000%, I, I agree with you. 10,000%, like you, Yachty's impact is not really measurable. Uh, but if it's if it's one of those three, I, I would rather have to do a double switch for, you know, Wong and, Wong and Yachty in the late innings and maybe save Yachty's knees or something for a little while longer. Yeah, no, I get I it. But Wong at this moment is playing 
easily so, the best second base in all of baseball. Oh yeah. So I will say this as well. Uh, on the top of the top five guys in war on the team so far, it's DeYoung with three and then Wong with two, uh, Ozuna with one and a half, Fowler with 1.2 and then Beto with 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, and those are the only three guys, the only five guys with more than one war so far. Goldschmidt is six with 0. 0.8. Um, and then Edmund, by the way, is seventh with 0.4, tied with Yachty, or just above Yachty, uh, which is, again, it's going to fall off, but uh, it's nice to have while he's up. Um, but the, that's that's kind of my point. Is like Wong is, at this moment, probably the... I wouldn't call him the best player on the team, but he is by far the best defender on the team. You're right. And and the, and the middle infield defense has been very good this year, and it's very nice to see. But uh, yeah, Col- Colton Wong has been... Very, very good. But if, if the question, to answer the original question, if we're asking uh, defense versus bats, clearly the answer is defense because without the bats, Wong and Bader are two of the top five in war on the team. So, like, they, they bring a lot of value with their defense. Cool. Ready for the next that's, one? That's batters only because John Gant is actually fourth with 1.4. And Wainwright John. also has 0.9. If you, if you ask some people, John Gant got snubbed. Uh, I think that's not the <laughs> worst take, um, but it's it's really tough for a middle reliever to make it, especially after he kind of fell back down to earth a little bit. Uh, next question is plays of the week. Plays yeah, of the yeah. week. Um, can we just play a Colton Wong highlight reel? I was going to say Weeder's home run. Weeder's home run. Was that, was that Wong scoop play, that circus double play? Was that this week or was that last week? Uh, the, the glove pass, the glove pass. Yeah. That was, that was, that was was last week. Sunday night baseball angels game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Matt Vescursion did razzle dazzle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was a really good beta. Honestly, if you ask me plays of the week, it's always defensive plays. Um, uh, hits are cool. Home runs are cool. Uh, but, uh, but nothing astounds me more than an, an amazing defensive play. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure there's something Wong did this week. Uh, and he, yeah, he had a couple in San Diego that were pretty good. He had one yeah, yeah. that was a kind of a spinorama uh, going into into right field that was pretty. Oh, good. was was that was that that double play? Was that a Wong play? That that the, double play that got, got had to get reviewed and ended up being a double play. It was, but it wasn't. It wasn't a flash. It wasn't really a flashy play uh, when you kind of go back and look at it. Uh, it was more just. It was more just developed slowly, and then he kind of sat back on the ball, and then he got a. He shovel pass and then DeYoung. Yeah. A good arm. So I that wasn't that wasn't like a web gym type of play. No, you're right. You're right. Um but anyway, there's always impactful, there's always a long play. I impactful think impactful play. for sure. Impactful <laughs> for sure. Um man, you're right. You're right though. That Weeder's home run went high and deep. Like that was a and then there was one that was like, just stay fair. Just stay fair. You've got the distance, yeah. you got the height, just stay fair. The state fair, but that was yeah, that was a, a very impressive play. I'm sure, I think there was a um, was there like a Bader diving play too this week? Yeah, there was. Uh, I believe there was one in the San Diego series. I, I think it was the night game. I want to say. Yeah. Let's um, see. That's that's kind of it. Unless you want to talk about C plus one wanting to put himself into the video podcast, but <laughs> that's that's just a, a meme. So. Um, we can skip over that one. Yeah. Uh, what else we got in? Can what else we got? Um, Rocky bomb explosion. Rocky bomb explosion had great suggestions this week. 
speak in terms of kind of what we could kind of improve on, but it was kind of the yeah. Shit I, th- I think I think like that so. I think after the All Star break, um, we'll we'll try because I think again, like I said, the All Star get All Star break episode is going to be a lot about um the day, trade deadline and maybe a little bit about the sub and then the Diamondback series probably is, is included in that too maybe, um, but uh, you know we'll we'll take a little bit uh, of time there to 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 discuss stuff or again maybe we will just do like an All Star break episode and talk about the Diamond like talk about three series the following episode we'll see um here real quick though. Uh, this was not a question posed to the podcast specifically, but it is a question that was posed on the subreddit. Um, Edward Firehands asks, what is the most ridiculous way to fix the team's problems that just might work? Uh, trade the house for Pete Cosmo. <laughs> the house? The whole the house, house? The whole house. <laughs> what is dead may never die. Oh, uh, someone says Craig Berube, which... Oh no! no. Oh, I actually no. I've got a better one than Pete Cosma. I I posted this on Sunday's game thread. I said, "Just hear me out." Jordan Jordan Pennington pitches every team, every game, every inning. Just all he does is just throws. Just, just throws all he does the baseball. Pitch. Yep. Doesn't matter how far they hit it. It's not getting out. This is fine. Jordan Pennington <laughs> starter for life. <laughs> um and then if you really if you really want to get nuts uh pat maroon for uh cleanup hitter uh, uh, uh somebody else says get brett Haldising take me out to the ball game during every seventh inning stretch at home and sometimes on the road but it would just turn into we went out to the ball game we went out jesus it's good it's good we went out to the ball game no it's gotta be we went we out went to out the ball like, Buy me some Bud beer and more beer. Jacks. I don't care if I get in a crash. It's root, root, root for the blues. I uh, don't want it's a shame. Or it's uh, three, two, one. All the strikes you're out at the old hockey game. I think. I think that's I think that's where we got to end. I think that's it. That's, that's also our new theme song. Um, it's just <laughs> it's just me drunkenly singing like Brett Hull. If I have to be the Brett Hull or Mike Shannon of this podcast, I'm more than willing to do. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> um, all right, that's that's gonna do it because we're that's we're it. just under an hour. Perfect time. We we did it. We finally did it. Congratulations to us. Um, hopefully we can continue this going and we're not doing super long podcasts. Uh, once again, uh, check us out on www slash r slash Cardinals. That is our main hub. Um, I got to buy a domain soon. That isn't just I am slash Cardinals. Um, I'll probably at some point buy uh, a proper domain. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's make sure to check us out. Um, I am at Kuhan on Twitter. Hack is at hack muff. That is a uh, hack like chopping down a tree and muff like pussy hair. <laughs> Didn't do it last week. Oh, oh we got to have a question. <laughs> we got to ask a question to the sub for uh, what, what you want uh, us to talk about next episode. Do you, have a, do you have a good question that we should ask people? Not off the top of my head. Um, do you have one? <clears throat> no, that's why I asked you. Uh, do we want to go off of... 
like do, do let's just scroll through like kind of the post on on like new and see if there's something there that piques your interest sure and i'll go to baseball and see if there's anything there um You want to do biggest all star snub? Be a good one. All right, yeah. I mean, it's uh, up to you. If you got a, if you got a more shit posty one, I'm, I'm I, sure I, no one would mind. I don't. Unless unless we want to talk about uh, Jim Edmonds' marital affairs. Let's do both. <laughs> <laughs> you, just we'll put it in contest mode. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I think we'll ask about all-star stubs. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, we, uh, as always, again, something we forgot to do last week, but uh, we're trying to do this every week. Um, we're going to ask a question to the subreddit. You guys just let us know what you think. Uh, who do you think? So this week's question, who do you think were the biggest all-star snubs? Cardinals or otherwise? I don't think there were any big Cardinals all-star snubs. Um, I think most of the subreddit is ready to burn this team to the ground. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, who do, who do you think were the biggest snubs of the all-star game and also if you want to talk about the all-star voting and kvetch with me about that uh go ahead and, and let us know do we, do we want to do when will the home run derby full kind of roster come out uh ooh, i don't know is it wednesday i was gonna say no that, that, could be, that could be the next one is your pick for the home run derby let's do both of those sure all who's the, who, who your winner is, for the home run. is uh, i think i think it's been I think we just have five. I don't think we, we have, have five of them. Yeah, Carlos Santana, Carlos Santana, uh, Vlad Guerrero five, Jr., three. Christian Yelich, Pete Alonso, and Josh Bell. Josh Bell, who had three home runs against the Cubs today. So let's let's do those two: home run derby pick and biggest All Star snub. Sure, why not? Let us know biggest All Star snub, home run derby pick, and let's complain about the All Star voting together. Um, that's it for this edition of Between Two Birds, the official R slash Cardinals podcast. Uh, until next time, the accounts and descriptions of this podcast may be disseminated with our express verbal consent. Hashtag disseminate this podcast. Brought to you by Brown and Crouppen, a great law firm. Brown and Crouppen, please sponsor us. Sponsor us, T-Mobile.